you, thank you so much. You guys, you're all so generous. I can't, you know, I appreciate it a lot. Thank you, thank you. Uh, my name's Keith Teedy. I'm the host of New Media Central. I do my weekly podcast. This week I'm talking about taking back the middle class. It's it's disintegrating in front of our eyes. It's It's not good. One of the greatest things about this country is the huge middle class. And it's not so huge anymore. It's not as big as it used to be. We want it back because it's good for everybody. It's good for the world. We need, every country should have a bloated middle class, every single one of them. But for sure, at least in this country, we're going to work to get it back. There's a lot of people out there trying to take everything from you because they want a situation where they own everything and you're just here to do the heavy lifting for them. We don't want that. So the whole thing about this podcast is is changing that. It's getting that middle class back, fighting back against big pharma and big medical and big insurance and big banks. We want we want it back. They they've had a good run getting it from us. It's time to turn it around. It, you know, revolution. I don't want a huge bloody revolution. I want a uh, soft landing revolution. It may or may not happen. I hope it does. But we got to get it back. Whatever it takes. I've been talking about revolution since my first podcast over 10 years ago. And uh, in the ensuing 10 years since that first podcast came out, I've been able to reflect on on what the revolution really is. Um, I've always been quick to blame government and large corporations and extremely wealthy individuals for, for the problems. And it's true in a big way, but what do we do? to get around that. It's not like um, all those entities are not going to use everything at their disposal to get more and more from you. What we have to do is fight back and make sure that they're not able to do that. That's pretty much what all my podcasts are going to be about and have been about is what do we do? What do we do to get our middle class back? Like I said, they're never going to say, okay, enough's enough. We're going to quit trying to screw you out of your money now. That's never going to happen. They're going to get greedier and greedier, and they're going to want more and more, and they're going to have more tools to do it with, and we just got to fight harder. But what we got to do is fight. And so what's the answer? Uh, we got to take control. It won't be easy. If it were easy, we'd done it already. So what's the revolution going to look like? You know, when anybody ever asks, what's it going to take to get our middle class back? The answers are always pretty much the same from the mainstream media. They have their pat answers, education and job training. And that sounds good, but what's the problem with that? If people don't want to learn, you can't force them to. And you can't just throw a bunch of money at this because when people don't want to go out there and get it for themselves, a big government throwing money at them is not going to work. It's just never going to work. So we have to educate and train ourselves. It's fundamental. That's what we've always done since the beginning of humankind. We've educated ourselves so that we can improve ourselves, so we can have a better way of life, so we can have more creature comforts. 
education and training is everything for that. We can't depend on the universities to do that for us. That's gone so far off the deep end, you know, just with all the stuff in the news recently about the, the Ivy League presidents who <laughs> stepped in it completely. That's so crazy. But it's, I'm so glad that happened because it, it revealed a lot of things that some people are unwilling to, to believe. They think, okay, yeah, we'll go to a big prestigious university. We'll spend tons of money, but we'll get it all back because our kids are going to be very educated and they're going to have doors opening for them. That's not what these universities do. What the universities do is weed out the idiots and come up with this teensy-weensy small percentage, one or two or three percent, who are extremely smart and driven and want to do what they want them to do. What, three or four percent get doors open for them? The other 96, 97 percent are just people giving them money so they can do it more better and so they can line their own pockets. It's crazy. It's been going on for a long time, but it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. I mean, you see TV shows about universities of the past, and there are these giant buildings with a lot of smart people in them, and they're training other people to be smart. And it was a great idea, and it worked good for years. But it started getting whack somewhere around the 60s when when the hippies started taking over the college campuses. And I'm not knocking hippies because I am one, but it that's when it started. That's when people decided that we're making a political statement here. We're not learning. We're not going to school to get educated and to increase our brain power and our ability to learn and our ability to make things out of ourselves. And, you know, we're in second and third generation of that now, where these people who were riding on campus with sit-ins and love-ins and all that stuff that they had during the 60s, those people grew up and had kids and taught their kids how to be political and then they grew up and had kids and taught them even more so we're you know second and third generation of this where they said no this is no longer higher education this is uh politics and it's it's been very detrimental to our university systems i mean it show i mean it was a perfect showing of what (laughs) what the universities are like when these presidents were up on uh, capitol hill talking to congress it revealed a lot and it's stuff I've known for a long time. As I got a long story about my college years where I saw it firsthand. And I was sickened by it of how things went in the college world. So education and job training, super important. But it can't be a government project where they just throw money at it and go, oh, yeah, we did the right thing here. Uh, they know. <laughs> the The few big dogs that are in control of everything know that that's not what universities are for. They got their universities so they can have someone else find the very, very smartest and brightest, and then they just pick them. They take them. They add to their arsenal of tools to to fleece us even further. So anyway, what did we learn from that? Go to school to learn how to learn. Please don't go into debt for the rest of your life to pay for a prestigious university that will get you nothing for your money. It is. It's just part of that giant circus wheel that the very rich and the large corporations use to weed out the idiots and and present the smartest and most talented right into their arsenal. 
take even more. Here's another one that they always throw out at you. Fair wages. <laughs> it's the craziest. It's crazy. Raising the minimum wage never works. It never has. It never will. And here's why. Because the super rich and giant corporations are very, very smart. And they have very, very smart people working for them. And they know when they uh, raise the minimum wage, all they got to do is raise the prices of their goods. They still make their profit margins exactly as before. The problem is we lose purchasing power. Every time there's a minimum raise increase, the populace loses buying power. It's a game, it's a circus, it's crazy, and it doesn't work. So what do we do? Well, we have to demand higher wages. We have to go out there and say, yeah, we're going to fight for it. We're going to work hard and we're going to earn this increase in, in our wages. And it won't happen for everybody, sadly. It's, <laughs> equality is not equal. Anyway, we we uh, we got to go out there and and do it. Now, um, I've always been adamantly opposed to unions because I, as I was growing up, unions were past their doing good into power struggles, and that's not going to work either. We do need to unionize ourselves in a way that we get what we deserve, and we're not screwed over by. The, bit, the man. We're not screwed over by the man. We have to get together because one guy going, oh, fuck this, I'm not going to do this, isn't going to change nothing. But a whole country of people saying, we got to change this. This inequity in wages from the big dog at the top of the corporation to the... I, there's always going to be a, a difference there. I mean, the people at the top have done a lot harder work and put a lot more into it personally, and they deserve a bigger piece of the pie, but not 99% of it. And 1% is spread out amongst the rest of us. Now that, I mean, we've got social media. We've got a way to communicate with others in our field to go, hey, let's get together here. Let us tell these corporations, no, we're not going to do this for this amount anymore. We want more, and it will work. We will we will get what we want if we do it. So away from the old unions that I grew up with where power was everything and a few people, you know, it's going to be the same no matter what over time. But we got to start a new kind of union over the Internet, over social media, where we get together and go, nope, we are not going to work for this piddly amount when you're making that massive amount. That's something that I'm going to talk about quite a bit in a future podcast about unionizing over the uh, social media. So I'm not going to go into it a lot right now. It'll be in a future podcast, like I said. Anyway, that's it for now on that one. Another thing that they throw out at you all the time whenever we're talking about this kind of stuff, uh, how we're going to get our middle class back, access to affordable health care. That's crazy <laughs> to even talk about. The very first thing I want to say about that is... We don't need the health care like we think of it right now. So you turn on the television. You turn on any of the uh, three major networks or any of the, the networks on Antenna TV. Most of the hour-long segment is going to be commercials. Most of those commercials is going to be about health care. It's a game. Or we're losing. So what do we do? Well, we take our health into our own hands. We're very strong people. Americans are. We've always been very strong. And we don't need doctors and drugs to live a healthy life. We need the opposite, actually. We need to spend time learning to eat properly, learning how to get plenty of sleep, and how to exercise properly. 
we've let big pharma and big medical brainwash us into thinking that every time you take a breath, you're going to need some other kind of drug to make your life better or just to be normal. What we really need to do, turn that off. Never listen to another big pharma ad. If you see a big pharma ad come on, which you will if you leave the TV on for more than 10 seconds, turn it off or just divert your attention elsewhere. What you need to pay attention to is getting away from processed foods, working hard every day and getting tired so that you can sleep at night. In addition to that, we also need to exercise regularly. It's something we've got away from and we got a bunch of fatties in this country. Obesity is a huge problem. And why? Because we sit around and we let the government take care of us and we let Big Pharma take care of us and they give us the drugs and we get happy and we don't have to put out much effort. Well, we got to change that. We got we to gotta have this revolution so that we can survive this. Watch the Hunger Games. I've said this before and, and I'll keep saying it because that's that's how the elites want it. They want some big shining city on the hill where they can look out and go, yes, we own everything. We have everything we could ever want. And the 97% of the people out there that are the peons, they just do our hard, heavy lifting for us. That's, that's what they want. And they still won't be satisfied with that, but that's where they're headed. That's where they want to go. They want us to have nothing and then to have everything. We don't want that. <laughs> you don't want it. I don't want it. Nobody wants it except the 1%. So what do we do? Well, we do all the things I've just been talking about as far as watching what you eat. Be careful what you eat. Work hard. And then you will sleep at night. And exercise. Go ahead and get that gym membership. Or you don't even need that. Just get a set of weights. And you don't even need that. I, uh, I worked out with a guy who went on this thing where he used body weight only. Push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups. Um, using your own body weight to be your weight set. That may or may not work for you, but a set of, you know, simple set of weights with a barbell or some dumbbells or just start. Just get her going. Just get into the mindset of no to Big Pharma. Don't get brainwashed by the constant commercials. Stay away from them. Divert your attention elsewhere when they come on. Turn the TV off for a while. You know, we, we got so many things out there now that we can watch programs without the commercials. Do that. I do it. I watch YouTube. I like Fox. I like a lot of the uh, personalities on Fox, and I watch them on YouTube for free, and I don't see a single commercial, and you can do it too. I recommend it, actually. You know, we got to be careful because if we start, if everybody started doing that, they'll figure out a new way to <laughs> get over on it. But, yeah, use that as your mindset. Get away from Big Pharma. You don't need a hundred different drugs every day to survive. You need nothing there's some out there, there's a small percentage of people who need drugs. And good that we have them. Good that we have this fantastic um, system where people who are really sick can get the drugs that they need. But generally speaking, you and me and the general populace, we don't need it. We don't. And please don't, because it's killing us. I've talked about this before, and I'll continue talking about it. The big pharma, yeah. They, they've, got the, they've got the thing going, and it's not good for us. So anyway, I'm going to leave that one there. I'm going to move on to the next one that they always talk about when we're talking about how we get our middle class back, and it's affordable housing. Now, there's no way that the government can step in and magically make houses more affordable. It doesn't work that way. 
a piece of property is only as valuable as what people are willing to pay for it. So what do we do? Well, it's it's a long road. All of these are a long road that we're going to have to go down. We've got to do it. But um, practically, when you're in the process, if you're looking for a house, lowball. Now, your realtor's not going to say, yeah, let's do that. No, the, the realtor is going to want it to sell for as much as possible because they get a percentage of the commission. That's how they get paid. They're, it's a percentage. So they want it to sell for as much as they can. But don't do that. We care about our realtors and we want them to do well, but uh, we don't want them to mess us over in the process. So they'll still get their percentage. It'll just be on a smaller amount because you're going to say, no, I don't want to spend that much on that house. I want to spend 80% of that on that house. If everybody does that, then the prices of real estate will go down. Like I said, it's a long road. It'll be hard to accomplish, but we got to do these things. We got to do these things. We got to lowball the seller. And they think, oh, well, if you don't want it for that price, somebody else will. Yeah, no, no, we all got to be in on this. We all got to lowball everything. And it'll bring the prices of real estate down. And it's all relative anyway, so just do it. We have to do this. We have to say, nope, I'm not spending that much on that. It doesn't matter if the uh, big banks say, yeah, you can do it. We'll get your monthly payment down to where you need it just by extending it out for longer and, uh, and a different interest rate. No, that doesn't work that way. I mean, it works for them that way. It doesn't work for us that way. we got to change that, and we do it by lowballing. Just do it. I mean, if you're out there looking for a house right now and somebody's got a house for, say, 400000 offer them 350 As long as nobody comes along and says, yeah, we'll give you 400 for it, then it will sell for 350 That's how we make affordable housing. Okay, let's move on. Taxes. We're overtaxed. <laughs> it's crazy. I remember... Back in the uh, in the 70s when they were talking about how far into the year you have to work before you start earning your own money because, and it was July or something like that. You work from January to July just to pay taxes. You got to work till July till you start making money, your own money. That's one way to look at it. That's a good way to look at it because you can get snowballed. You can get snookered. They pretend like... They have people deciding whether they want tax increases or not by voting, and that's a sham. I don't ever vote for a tax increase. Never in my life have I ever, and I never will. And I know a lot of people, I don't know everybody clearly, but I know a lot of people feel the same way. They are never going to vote for a tax increase. And yet, somehow, every time there's a vote for a tax increase, it passes. How is that possible? When nobody wants higher taxes, well, yeah, they they say, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, have better schools, and we're gonna have better police, and we're gonna have better firefighters, and all this money is going going to you, the people. <laughs> no, no, it goes into the general fund, and they do with it whatever they want, and it's not for us. I can tell you that for sure. You know, they will always fluff it up and make it sound good. And then when it doesn't pass anyway, they'll say it did pass. So we don't have any choice in that, the way it stands. We have to fight for that, too. We have to say no more taxes. What was the first American Revolution over? Well, a number of things, but mainly taxes. They wanted freedom from England to decide how they were going to do their own thing. They're not going to pay these guys taxes. Taxes without representation is what they had. You know, there was a lot of things involved, but it was, it was around taxes. Boston Tea Party. 
they threw all the tea in the in the rivers, so because they were tired of paying these humongous taxes on the stuff. So we have to fight for that too. Everything here that I'm talking about today, we got to fight for. How do you fight that? That's a hard one because, like I said, when they decide they want new taxes, it passes. It, it it's silly to even think that we have voting on tax increases because it doesn't matter what the people say, they're gonna get their tax increase. I think they think that it makes people feel better if they put it to a vote and then magically it, it comes true. They go, they, they think people are going to go, well, I, I'm stingy. You know, everybody else voted for it. I must be stingy if I don't want this tax increase to get better schools and better firefighters and better police. Yeah. <laughs> and the big one they always talk about whenever we talk about getting our middle class back, social safety nets. How, what's the problem with those? They sound great. Somebody's down and out and they need a little help. Yeah. Yeah, we'll help them out. What's the problem with it? They never work. They're abused to the point of not doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, there's a massive inequity and disbursement. <laughs> People who don't need it are getting it. People who de do need it are not getting it. People who really need it aren't getting enough. Because so much fraud. The thing with it is, when you offer people free money, they're going to take it. Need it or not, they're going to take it. So it doesn't work. We need a social safety net, but the way we're doing it now isn't working. Um, churches, I think, you know, that's putting a lot of burden on, on them, but that's, that's part of what churches are for, is, you know, you give when you go to the church, and they take that money, supposedly, and give it to the people who need it. Yeah, let's let's do that instead of giving it to the government who just sucks it up and puts it in the general fund and they spend it however they want and it's not for you. And it's not for me and it's not for the people who need it. It's for them. And we got to change it. We got to work hard to make it happen. Okay, so what can we do to get our middle class back? The bottom line is we can't just sit around and wait for the government to take care of us. Innovation and technology is going to, in the future, whether the near future or the far future, it's going to take care of a lot of problems. We're going to get to a point where we have massive abundance of everything. Electricity, food, clean water, uh, a place to live. It's We're going to have massive abundance, so much that we'll uh, be giving it away. Because there's so much of it, you know. And that, that is going to happen. That will happen. AI is going to be a huge part of that. And if you've not listened to my podcast on a perfect future, give that a listen because I talk about that in detail. We're going to have everything we could ever want and everybody will have access to it. It's a ways off though. And what we got to do between then and now is we got to fight. We got to fight for justice. We got to fight to keep big pharma and big medical and big energy, and the government from taking everything from us. That's what they want. And they're doing a darn good job of it. we got to fight. we got to start now and fight this. What are we going to do? Get off your butt today. Get out there and work your ass off. Well, what do I do? Well, you'll figure it out. Figure out what it is you want. Go work your ass off for it. You'll sleep good that night. And, uh, you know, work on what you stick in your body. Make sure you're exercising. Besides working your ass off, Working, getting the stuff done that you need to get done 
as far as work, exercise. You know, if you need assistance, we're always going to be there. In this country, we're the most generous country in the world. We take care of our own. And we always want to do that. But we got to do it on our terms, not on some big entity or government. Know it in your heart and your mind that we want to get our middle class back. We really do. Everybody benefits from it and work towards that. In future podcasts, I'll be talking about this a lot, as I always have been. Just stay tuned in. I don't have all the answers. I've got some. And there's a lot of people out there that do have answers. And we'll just kick it around. We'll make sure everybody gets in on it and learn how to do the stuff we need to do to get our middle class back. That's all we want. We want what's ours. We want what we deserve, which, I mean, in in the big picture, it should be a huge middle class. There's always going to be very rich people and there's going to be poor people. But the huge majority of this country, at least, if not all, should be the middle class. It stands to reason. It should be that way because that's how... Reality is, but there's a lot of people, and relatively speaking, it's really a small percentage, but there's a lot of them that are working as hard as they can to take it from you. We want it back. Thanks for listening.